You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassoon Securities in Johannesburg. David, when I was at school, it was a sort of school that was, it was a state school in the UK, in England, and they put a great emphasis on what they called the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. And <laughs> I know you did a lot of, you do a lot of reading, you do a lot of writing, and also arithmetic mm. comes in when it comes to the performance of the market. So let's start with reading. Mm. What did you do over the weekend? What did you read and I, what did it say? I, I always enjoy the... Economist and those of FT particularly, but yes. go on to Bloomberg's, and it's every second article is AI, something related to artificial intelligence. Mm. Now, the one thing I've learned in the market is that follow the headlines because they it does sway opinion and it sways sentiment. Now, if you had asked me what um, uh, AI is to try and explain it in a soundbite, I, I can't. All I know is is it. It's going to make your life easier if you're looking up something or need to write something or need to recognize something, whatever it is. And I'm almost paraphrasing what Sam Altman said together with uh, uh, Satya Nadella at uh, Davos. And they put it in a simple way, but they were very articulate. But yes. Lindsay, the message is this is big. This is big in the chip industry. It's big in, in the phone industry because you're now going to get Apple phones. So wherever we look, Money is being spent, and you know I'm not a I'm not one of these analysts who uh, goes into great depths, and I haven't got the time because I'm just one single person sitting at a desk with a screen. I haven't even got a bank of six screens in front of me. I just use one. You know that's enough as my brain can handle. I can't handle more than that. But um, I think what you do pick up is is where you know where the energies are and where the money's going to go. So that's. That's the big driver. And even if you look at the S&P over the last month or so, call it a month, six weeks, it's uh, been where huge. we are. I mean, it's gone rocketing. But where does it come from? Where does it come from? It's come from a handful of stocks, uh, NVIDIA and some of the tech companies. The rest have gone, yeah, kind of nowhere, really. You know? I mean, they're, they're okay. But so this, it, it, it's a big, big driver. And I don't mind, you know, I, if, 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 if I'm in a big car and going, yeah, you get, the, you get the, the sense and the sensation of speed. I'm happy to enjoy the wind blowing through my hair or whatever. Well, I haven't got my hair's cut short, but I mean. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always like, been cut short. I mean, I saw that your latest yeah, photo on WhatsApp and I think, what's going on? His hairdresser must be, it must be the easiest job in the world. <laughs> I do it myself. Uh, I bought a Philips or, or, or uh, whatever. I oh, one of those clippers, yeah, I used to have that, but I, uh, yeah. I woke up the next morning and thought, what on earth are you doing, Lindsay? <laughs> one of those clippers. But anyway, sorry, we were, I'm, I'm digressing. But the, point, the point, that's where the drivers are coming from, and it's going to be, it's going to continue, you know, pushing sentiments and keeping um, people interested in the tech side of the market. And I'm happy, you know, I, I think the beauty about where we are is that you don't put down a foundation, you know, you don't put down bricks and mortars. And if something goes wrong, you just press buttons and you're gone. You know, that's you're out. So I think it's a beauty about uh, markets today. You don't get involved in products that you can't get out of. Uh, and, um, you know, if, if, if it doesn't turn out to be as exciting as it uh, is, then, 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 you know, look for something else. But I, I must be honest, I'm finding it very difficult to find 
anything beyond tech and some of the pharmaceutical stocks which we've discussed before. Um, you know, outside of that, we're all waiting for, I think, LVMH's results. I don't know if they've come out yet or they're about to come out. But, uh, you know, to see what spending is like, uh, to see how, the, how strong the consumer is and and uh, also make up decisions around that as well. Talking about wealth... But, I mean, it's all tech. I'm sort of in a bit of a moralistic mood at the moment because there's, yeah. a, there's a program that comes out on the, the particular... Uh, suite of channels that I I pay for and it's called the Dubai Hustle or something it's all about people yeah. in Dubai trying to sell homes and it's invariably pasty-faced <laughs> pasty-faced oh, English yeah. people that go over there and girls with big Botox lips and they try and sell a very flashy house or something to someone who's got you know 20 30 million to to spend on it I just think how disgusting are luxury goods. From a moral point of view, you, you've got a Swiss watch, which is a wonderful piece, piece of watch architecture yeah. and technology and everything, and it, 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 you know, it works to the second for 100 years. Yeah. But goodness me, it's disgusting yeah. that you, you buy something that's $250,000 that only costs $25,000 yeah. to make, yeah. and they love it, and they flash it around. Yeah. So that's my yeah. only problem with you making money for your clients out of luxury, luxury. goods companies. Yeah. That's just there's me, though. Two, there's two areas, you know, and, and there's the European or high-level luxury Hermes or something or whatever. I, can't, I never know how to pronounce no, it. No, you're but, quite right with the Hermes. You know, where, yeah. where you get very rich people, you know, very elegant people and that who like quality, you know, who will buy absolute high-end quality, quality shoes, you know, German Street, you know, people like that who will go have got their own cobbler. What do you call those? Uh, Cobblers. Yeah, but the, the, the wooden kind of mould, uh, a lost, lost, oh, a really? lost, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I think so. Anyway, I think that's the right word, but whatever it is, uh, I hope I got that right. Um, but, I mean, that's the, you know, that's a different level. That's Prince Charles or Kate or something like that, very high quality. And then you've got the gaudy side. You know, the gaudy <laughs> side are those Adidas with Balen, what's it, Balenciere or whatever the name is. I never know that name. You know, where you get these things that they look like a, they should be, a, they, they, they've taken the fitting off a tractor or something like that, you know, of a tractor tire or something. And <laughs> so they're different levels, you know, of, of that. And and uh, I would probably say that the LVMHs, I know they're going to hate me for saying this, is somewhere in that kind of area, you know, mm. where uh, I, you have, you know, I don't know if they elegant, you know, I don't think the Queen would have been seen in a, with an LVMH bag, if you can understand. If that, <laughs> of course, you would. Explains it's the just difference. Too classy. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to say. But they're different levels. So there's the Nouvelle rich, the Gordy rich. And then the elegant old school rich, or um, that's you know those are the differences. Uh, Ferrari, you know, I don't, Aston Martin would be Prince Charles. I don't think he'd be in a Ferrari or anything like that. So I, I, it's they're different markets, and I understand exactly what you're saying about Dubai. 
about people going around selling those kind of houses. So um, it's just a thing that yeah. I've, I've got because I'll never be able to afford one of the watches that are sold no, no. in the duty free at Dubai International Airport. But I just find it distasteful that they can just buy. Well, I'll have two of those and two of those. I, I I don't know. And by the way, it's not Prince Charles; it's King Charles the Third. If you please. oh King Charles, oh yeah, I'm so out of date. Yeah. That's right. That's I still right. see him. In, I forget. I him. see he went for a little bit of plumbing, like me. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's got Recently. an enlarged in, in prostate. <laughs> yeah, it happens, it happens. Yeah, so, please, let's, let's, let's move right on. I'm just going because I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable here. David, I'm, uh, let's talk about AI again. Now, how do yep. you approach it? I mean, someone like, for example, yep. our friend who will speak to you on Thursday, Viv Govender, will look at the industry and he'll say, probably say, and I'm putting words in his mouth, so forgive me, Viv, if you're listening. He'll probably say NVIDIA is too obvious. Let me find an auxiliary company that yeah. will benefit from AI for the fun yeah, that he's yeah. got. What are you going for? Are you going for the chip makers? I, are you I'm going, going for, for the, the obvious. Are you going for the obvious? Okay. I'm going for the obvious simply because it's easy to understand. Mm. I know the businesses. I've tested them over time. I've watched them. I know the CEO. And uh, they lead us. But there's a lot. The supply chain is huge. And even NVIDIA... Uh, deals with a number of businesses, either designing the chips for them or alternatively forming part of what they do. So in those instances, you've got to spend a lot of time, a lot of interrogation into those businesses and know them as well. I like to test businesses over time. You know, I like to know they've been around and they've built up their uh, business over, you know, over a few years. Uh, they've got the skills and so on. But there are plenty of businesses like that. But I think without a, uh, you know, without corporate money behind me or institutional money, without amazing, uh, you know, a huge team or something like that, and also then without the outlet, you know, because you've got to be able to sell it into a market where you're going to get demand. You know, in other words, I need some big institutional clients with multi, multi-billion dollars, you know, who are going to buy a big chunk. So I go for the obvious. You know, I, I go for results that I can understand, and I listen to Jensen Wang, and he'll tell us this is going to grow at such and such a pace. And, and the, the other thing, Lindsay, is that don't act like a kid in a toy shop. You know, you can't have every toy on the shelves. And we tend to get like that. We get greedy. We want everything. You know, we want all the companies. Uh, just keep it within your grasp. Keep it to a handful of stocks or maybe a slightly more than that. So I've got my favorites, you know, and I stick to them and I keep watching for others. Do you ever um, say to yourself, though, yeah. David, do you ever say to yourself, okay, I've, I've, I've done so well by employing the investment principles that you've just outlined, you know, the ones that you know, the obvious ones, you like the CEO, uh, you like the balance sheet, you like the history, they behave yeah. well. What if it gets just a little bit too much even for you? Do you say to yourself... Okay, I've got to trim this position now by 10%. Do you ever say that or do you just carry on with it? No, I carry on until such time as it no longer fulfills what I think it's going to do. It happens. Mm. You know, it it, it happens where they're no longer market leaders. Uh, You know, if you think about Intel, if you think about IBM, I'm trying to think of companies, Cisco, you know, Cisco's not bad, but I mean companies like that that have fallen, uh, have lost their edge, who were leaders but kind of lost it and i've no doubt that 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 uh nvidia are looking off you know over their shoulders all the time uh, microsoft all of those companies are 
kind of watching for competition that might arise. And it will arise. Make no error. It will arise. When, 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 when I was growing up uh, in the market, I remember I joined in 72. At that stage, if you spoke to somebody in the U.S., they'd say, don't sell Big Blue, you know, don't sell IBM. Never sell my IBM. We used to have it with De Beers. Never sell De Beers, you know, never sell Anglos. Well, companies do change, you know, and that's, you've got that, that you, you know, I had, I had quite an interesting discussion today because people were asking me about short-term, long-term. I said, I'm, I'm nothing, you know, I'm not. All I do is every day I wake up and I say, is it still relevant? <laughs> is the reason for me owning Microsoft still resident, you know, relevant? Yes, tick, you know, that kind of thing. And one day when I wake up, it says not relevant, boom. And you know something? I've and there's had, no, there's, there's had, no emotional attachment. You just say, no, sell it. No, no, sell it. No, mm. don't get emotionally attached. Oh, very good. And and I've suddenly started. That's why I woke up this morning, mm. and uh, when I when not uh, this is nothing new, but I don't invest in South Africa. But I, you know, we've got some old portfolios, legacy portfolios, sure. and I've been looking at NASPES. I said, why are we in NASPES? Ten cents going one way. Lindsay, I don't know if you've got a chart in front of you. Go on. But if you look at the if you look at ten cents, this looks awful. And the Chinese markets look awful. And they might be hitting a bottom, but I have it, you know, if the cavalry is coming, it's coming on a three legged horse. You know, this is this is <laughs> uh I can't you know what I mean? I can't see the cavalry there at all. And I say, why would I rather have ten cents or would I rather have you know, any one of the fangs? And and you suddenly you know you wake up with that feeling. Why are we holding it? And even with the rand at nine fifteen, I don't know where you know Naspers is just drifting sideways. If you've had it for five years, I think you've made no money. I'm just looking at uh, ten cent holdings limited, thirty five dollars twenty one, which is down nineteen percent in the last five years. That's what it is. 19% down in the last past five years, when yeah. the S&P and the NASDAQ has been yes, going in yes. completely opposite. This is a whacking underperformer. No, I know. But what happens when it comes to NASPER, because it is so big in our lives, although it's starting to lose a bit of, you know, it's having split with process, it's still in the top uh, 10 stocks here. Yeah. Um, I'm looking down today. It's, it's, down, oh, it's down another 1%. But remember, the RAND is... Is is at nineteen fifteen at this stage, but it's just gone nowhere. You know, it's uh, so. Those are the kind of questions you you wake up, you look at Mondi, the same kind of story. You know, saying where are these companies going? You know, Mondi in five years, uh, we can say it's a great company. It did pick up a bit, but it's really done very little. Um, I, I have the same view with British American Tobacco. I get absolutely castigated. But, I mean, this is a trend that's going downwards. And it's why, because people are not smoking anymore, you know, and it's, no, it's becoming more and more. No. Of course they're not. And, and oh, great, great, great yield. Well, I don't want to yield out of people smoking, you know. <laughs> No, so, of course not. <laughs> it's a dying industry, but I always use the buggy analogy. Yeah, if they yeah. can, if they can get something to replace the buggy whip in their portfolio of sales or whatever it is, then fine. But it doesn't seem to me that the vaping story is going to get any better for British American yeah. tobacco. That's also going to be clamped down on very, very quickly. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, don't you? It is being. It is. It is in America already. You know, uh, you don't see people walking around vaping. No. You know, it, it doesn't happen. Go look at Anglo-American. Go look at the chart there. It's heading one way. 
just one way down. And from 750 Rand about a year ago to where it is now, let's call it 425. I mean, wow. So you look at these stocks, you say, why are we still here? And uh, I, I just said, you know, the one thing about the JSE where we can trade is that there are a few ETFs. You know, you can get a, a S&P 500 ETF. You can get a FANG, the FANGS ETF, which is on Signia platform. You can get, uh, you know, a whole lot of the – so why would I – why shouldn't I rather go into the S&P or a NASDAQ where uh, rather than just try and hope on a recovery of 10 cents? You know, that's uh, it. Uh, so those are the areas. That's when you wake up one morning and say, hold on a sec, this is, this is crazy. You know, we've got to change. If you go back to, right. the, if you go back to exactly one year ago, uh, the Resources 10 Index of the JSE Securities Exchange was 78,000, let's call it. And now look at it. Is this correct? Yeah. 51,000 for the Resi Index? That's it. That's it. And it had a beautiful rally in the first week or so of January. And I thought, thank goodness. It's all down the, a third. These what people, is it, a third? Yeah. And look at it. It's still going lower all the time. Yeah. And the, the one thing about that that you must be very well aware of is that the RAND is a commodity-linked Currency, yeah. and that's why the rand is at nineteen fifteen to nineteen twenty at the moment. Yeah. And if if the resources keep on going down, then goodness me, the rand could be at twenty one before you know it. Yep, it's heading that way because on on technicalities or on a technical chart, everybody thought it would be at seventeen, including me. If we get the S and P at new record highs, if we get Powell talk, and, and this is me talking, right? Eh? I know. You know, we get <laughs> Powell reducing interest rates. You know, uh, dollar's going to come under pressure. Rand's going to storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Right. <laughs> Powell's blinked. <laughs> S&P's a record high. Dollar's strong, and the Rand's weak. <laughs> so, it's not difficult this business you're in, actually. Is it? It's not difficult at all, David. Let's talk about other things. I think we've covered some really uh, cerebral stuff uh, today. Let's talk about football, Arsenal. I can't get yeah. excited about them. I mean, they're one five nil against a terrible, terrible Crystal Palace team. Oh, You've got to admit that they're they're, they're running in different directions. Those those chaps. No, they were terrible. Yeah, they were rubbish. Mm. At least it gave Arsenal a bit of a, a run around. Yeah, they, gave, they played well. But yeah, not, we, they not scored that a well. few goals, and Martinelli scored two lovely goals towards the end. Yes. But I, I didn't see any kind of opposition. You know, this was, no. this was I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel sorry for Crystal Palace because they've been around a long time. They're just south of London, another, you know, another London side, but. Uh, well, they could have put up, and they, sometimes you know they could put up a good show. I mean, they've had some good players, so I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't get, I didn't uh, come away with a feeling. Yeah, okay, you know, we back on track. Nah, <laughs> no, did I? There's still a lot of work to be done. I know. And, and I'm a, you know, I'm a big Arsenal man, but I don't kid myself. I'm not one of these chaps who waves a flag for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. David, yeah. otherwise, it's um, on the football front. Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. I was watching yeah, Liverpool as well. Yeah, irritating, yeah, isn't they're it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's irritating. Yeah, they're five points clear. but uh, I, I think Man City is still just so far ahead of everybody. I didn't think it would happen the season again. And I'm sorry to admit it. It's uh, 
just just they've got such high quality players, you know, highly skilled, highly motivated, just uh, and fast and strong. Uh, yeah, and sadly enough, they're going to, you know, it's going to be another Man City year. There's a, a documentary on Pep Guardiola, which is on BBC mm. iPlayer coming up, I mean, in a couple of days' time, In Search of Perfection, I think it's called. And you've got to be, you, I can't watch those things because I think to myself, haven't you got anything better to do than sit for two hours watching triangles that have been made by your next opponents, Arsenal or something? The, the amount of detail that goes into these, these chaps, they yeah. get well paid for yeah. it and they enjoy it, but... Yeah. The really, really good managers like Sir Alex Ferguson and uh, Guardiola and maybe Carlo Ancelotti and a couple of others. Yeah, you've got to be completely dedicated for this, David. Uh, you'd probably be yeah. quite good at that. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. stats man no, in the they, background. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I also feel there's, uh, um, you've got to do the research before you go on. You've got to know who yeah. you're playing you know, you've got to know their strength. And, and you know, they started, that, that's where Arsenal came down. They started to call Saka. I think they started to call Mo Salah as well, you know, uh, the big teams. Um, so, but, but the other thing is also when you're on the field and you've got to be able to read the game and make changes and make them quick. You know, don't let your ego or so now. The, uh, you know, do, do you know what I mean? Sometimes yes. you need to change quick. You say, this is not working. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, just that, that's so important to have an understanding of, of what's unfolding in front of you. It's yeah. interesting you mentioned Saka mm. because about two years ago when he burst onto the scene uh, after mm. the unfortunate incident of missing a penalty for England against Italy in the, yeah. Euro, in the Euro final, I'll, I, of course I'll forgive him for it, but it's still, it still festers with me. But the point is, because of all the statistical analysis that's done and the amount of information at the fingertips of the, the people that pull the strings at these football clubs, is that they get to know Saka now. People have found Saka yeah, out. Yeah, so you yeah. put two players on him or you, you employ yeah, this different yeah. uh, defensive yeah. formation and he's got to reinvent himself. Yeah. And it's the same with That's any it. team, any player. Yeah. That's dead right. You see, you can't play in one position. No. He's got to be able to say to uh, Lissandro or to say to Martinelli, quick switch. In other words... Switch to the left wing. Exactly <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Upset the band. Mm. And those are good players. In other words, I, 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 you don't have to stay in the same position all the time. And that's what I can't understand about Arsenal. Sometimes they need to switch. And I, 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 do, do you know what I mean? Across the field. Sometimes Seller tries to do that. You know, um, I think that's absolutely imperative. You're a winger. Don't stay. You know, don't. This is what I do kind of keep switching around and upset the defense, you know, or just unsettle them. But you've got to be of that quality that you can actually do something like that. Uh, just keep changing, you know, just... I think the other one is old uh, Fancy Pants himself at Man United. Uh, <laughs> There's so many Fancy Pants at Man United. <laughs> well, on the left, uh, Grealish. He's the no, same that's Man, thing, Man you know? City, not Man United. <laughs> And I mean Man City, sorry, Man City. Mm. Realich as well. They read him. They just, they shepherd him to where they want to. Yeah. And he's got to, you've got to be able, you know, you've got to be able to use both your feet and you've got to be able to put yourself anywhere on the field. And I don't see that with Saka. I don't see that to an extent with Salah. I don't see it with Martinelli, Grealich. I don't know the others. 
I don't you know. Okay. You see someone like De Bruyne, you can put him in goals, he'll still be good. Oh, gosh. And as soon as uh, Harlan comes back, which is in two weeks' time, yeah. see, they're not rushing him. They're saying, you just carry on doing like whatever you do, whatever Norwegian people do when they're 22 years old. I'm oh. sure they do all up to all sorts of things, but they'll wait for him to come back because the De Bruyne's coming back has completely transformed Manchester yeah. City. Yeah. It makes the other players play better as well. That's an important thing. Yeah. He's wonderful. Yeah. You don't want him shouting at you. You know, you don't want him to put a classic ball through and you're not on the other end to, to take it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a perfectionist. Okay, David, yeah. thank you very much indeed. Right. Um, just uh, if, if you are still awake, Good which is unlikely. Good luck I know you're, yeah, you're panicking. I know you're in I'm, absolute I'm all of a doodon. I'm, I'm a trembling jelly. <laughs> it's Leicester against Ipswich. I'm not hopeful, but anyway, it'll be great fun. Uh, uh, David Shapiro okay. is from Sassman Securities. And that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.